This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Welcome along to another edition of Talking Travel on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Wayne Stam. With me today is Barry Warwick, fresh back from Vietnam. So how was it? Vietnam was great. Mm. Uh, lovely country. I, this is my second time back there because uh, last year I had to come back because of the floods, but... Um, this time I went back to do all the things that I hadn't done before, so went into Hanoi. Uh, I actually spent about five days in Hanoi and, um, you know, saw the things that one would normally um, see there, such as the uh, Temple of Literature, Ethnology Museum, um, the Hilton Prison, or they used to call the Hanoi Hilton because that's where the um, U.S. servicemen were kept, but it uh, also had a much steamier past uh, with, under the French as well. Um Went and saw the Fine Art Museum. So uh, saw all the things that you would normally see, but also um, went out to a place called um, Tam Kok. Uh, now, Tam Kok is three caves, and basically what you do is you go out of the city and um, you go into a, an area which is similar to Halong Bay. With, you know, Halong Bay's got the water and the limestone islands jutting up. Well, this is the land version of it. So you've got all the little um, limestone mountains jutting up out of the plain and all the rice being cultivated uh, in between that. And you actually take a... Um, uh, you're actually rowed down by um, the locals in uh, one of the little... Well, I guess they're a sampan-type boat. Now, some of these actually row the boat with their feet. Uh, how they do that, I have no idea, but they I saw them doing that. Uh, and you go through um, three caves, which is um, um, it's it's not all that exciting, but the general scenery itself is is really really um, nice. Um, on the way back, uh, you get to bargain with uh, them because they've got their wares to to actually um, sell to you. So um, and. Unfortunately, Vietnam has, uh, I guess, to a certain extent, adopted the American system. So tipping is, uh, where, where in other parts of Asia, tipping really isn't uh, ne- necessary. Uh, Vietnam, it's it's become an expectation. So uh, you know that's always a hard a hard thing for Australians. But we we um, we had a great day there, so that was good. And we also did um, another tour that took us out to. Uh, one of the villages now uh, there, there is a tour that you can do that you go out to all the craft villages and and in Vietnam they tend to have um, the same thing um, in so if it's lacquerware that's all the village does and then if it's silk that's all the village does type uh, type thing but we actually went out to uh, a little village that had the um, the original house, and we actually went into someone's home, uh, which was 300 years old. And um, the guide that was with us, uh, it had been the first time that he'd actually been to this particular house, and he said, oh, look, this is just like my uh, my mother's um, house, and, you know, you can take this door out and started showing us all the features in this 300-year-old this house, and it's just amazing, and it's amazing how little that they um, they they do have. But tourism is certainly helping them. Uh, Everybody that goes to Vietnam just raves about it, and like you, there is a tendency to go back at least once and sometimes two and three times. So apart from the fact, and they rave about the food, yeah. everybody just says the food is, is absolutely magnificent, that the people are also nice, uh, and the things that you get to see is special. 
Yeah. Well, in Hanoi, um, the, the staff at the hotel that we stopped at in Hanoi were absolutely uh, the friendliest that I, have, I think I've come across probably anywhere in the world. Um, and, you know, there, there's always that little bit of language barrier. Um, but, but they were, they were just really, really great. And, and there was, um, a doorman there that used to open the door for us. And, uh, because we acknowledged him, you know, his smile spoke, uh, uh, you know, a hundred thousand words. Um, anyway, on the last morning, we had some, a flight at, um, 6 a.m., which meant that we were up at about four o'clock in the morning and we, had to uh and he packed breakfast and um you know he was really pleased that he'd he packed this breakfast and what it was was two pieces of dry bread (laughs) (laughs) and some cheese and then uh, uh, another night uh we'd 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 come back in and and we were just dying for a cup of coffee and they don't they don't make coffee the way we make it it's condensed milk and a really yeah. strong and and i don't know what they crush their beans with but it just has a different flavor and i, I really quite enjoy it but anyway uh we got back in and the restaurant of the hotel wasn't actually open it was it was just a small hotel that we were stopping at and um but they they we asked for some coffee and they said oh you take a seat in the restaurant and and the doorman went and made the coffee and he made it with cold water so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was soon rectified, but but I, I guess what I'm saying is that things don't always go the way. But it can be a really great experience. And look, he was he was new in the job, and but he was trying to please, and his English was fairly limited. The the other staff at the hotel, their English was uh, you know much uh, better. But uh, it was just these little things that I think make traveling that's what traveling's all about it's the little experiences that you have along the way welcome back this is talking travel for our sponsor travel world on king i'm wayne stam barry warwick is in the chair and we are talking about vietnam so you've got this little man that uh, makes cold coffee makes cold coffee but you're you're having an experience having an experience and um (laughs) look and it's the people that, that actually bank it. And uh, we were shown out or were taken out to uh, some magnificent um, local restaurants. And um, there was my wife and two friends were actually traveling together. Now, we would spend on average 12 to 14 um, dollars, uh, 12, sorry, 12 to 20 dollar US dollars uh, equivalent, about uh, 25 Australian maximum for the four of us to eat of a night and we had some of the, the nicest food and we'd always have a drink um, I'd have a, a beer with that um, sometimes a large beer sometimes a, a, a small beer um, and we uh, tried the Dalat White which is made in Dalat in um, Vietnam um, not one of the better vintages but uh, and I think in the end my wife decided that uh, it was better to go without wine than drink the lat white. But um, yeah, the the food uh, is is really good. And I've had probably one Western meal in the three weeks that we were in Vietnam. So that's that says something for the food. And uh, we were in a train at one stage, and we got a cyclo um, back to our hotel, and then he offered to take us out to um to dinner in a real vietnamese restaurant 
and because um, it, it sort of established that we were eating local. And I, yeah. di- I to be honest, I didn't eat in the the big hotels at all. Um, I just ate uh, in the local because there's lots of clean local restaurants that you can eat in. Anyway, he said, "I'll take you to a real Vietnamese restaurant." So we meet at the appointed time and um, he takes us over the bridge to uh, and it was a Vietnamese holiday so the restaurants are packed with well, these ones in particular were packed with locals and they had the fish out there in the, on the ice so that you could choose your fish and um, we pull up at the the, the, uh, the restaurant and walk in and I'm fairly tall and the whole restaurant just turned round and looked at my height and a couple of people uh commented on it and they spoke really well good english and we ended up the the menu was only in vietnamese uh we got them to actually order so we had no idea really what we were ordering we just took their suggestions but she worked at the sheraton in saigon so uh it couldn't have been too bad and um we had one of the nicest meals there um and in the the three weeks that we were there um i didn't get sick at all in in terms of uh, with diarrhea or you know upset stomach or or anything like that, uh, we used to always order and share the meal so that we got a little bit of a taste of everything. And um, there were there were just some really nice um, nice meals that you you can have. So now you touched very briefly on it. So what about transport when you you're getting out to have a look at things? So what can you do? The tours you go on, you go with the local guys. How do you get around? Yeah. Um, I'd organised most of the, the, the sightseeing that I wanted to do from here, uh, and I've got a local contact over in uh, Vietnam, so that was good. Um, the guides we had were excellent. Uh, sometimes they were a little bit hard with their, their English, with their accent to, to understand, but they were always willing to please. Um, and there was one, one guy I'd use a word um, that he didn't understand, um, and he'd say... I'll look that up in my lexicon. And the next day he'd come back and he'd use that word in the correct format. Everything was, was right. Um, and I think another thing that we don't, that we as Australians tend to forget is that we do speak our own, um, our own language and, and we have our in jokes and, and sometimes this is a little bit, um, hard for them to, to, pick up as well uh but we had a guide in in um, saigon and she she understood the aussie sense of humor and she she gave back as good as we gave her so oh, that's good so is, is is that what you should do you should look to before you go look to to try and organize your tours here before you go still it sounds like you also got a flavor of of being able to get out on your own and have a yeah. bit of a look around as well so give you the best of both worlds yeah, look to to hire a we hired a driver and guide and okay. um and it really isn't all that much uh, extra to do that. Um, yes, you could go over and you would do it cheaper by just finding your own way around. Uh, but I think the convenience and the the saved time by being there at the airport, having someone meet you, take you into your hotel. Um, do a tour, but you need to balance that with free time so that you can then go out and do the shopping. Um, the other thing with Vietnam is the traffic is crazy, particularly in Ho Chi Minh City, but also in the old quarter of Hanoi. Um, and you literally do just walk out in front of traffic. Okay. Uh, you don't walk out in front of cars or trucks, but with the bicycles you do and you must maintain the same pace because they'll anticipate where you are 
and they just go around you. And um, it can be a pretty heart-stopping when you look and, and there's about five um, motorbikes abreast and you've got a, and that's and also you've got a, they drive on the other side of the road to us so we look left right left well by the end of it I was looking right left right <laughs> and and actually looking in the correct direction for the traffic because it's so easy to to just step out and you know we're used to looking uh, the wrong way and think oh there's nothing coming bang <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, could be a bit of a problem. All right, it sounds like it's a fascinating place to go, a great place indeed, that's Vietnam. Welcome back, this is Talking Travel for our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Wayne Stan, Barry Warwick is with me. Well, we've been down in the cities, we've had a look around, we've had something to eat, so what do we do uh, outside? Well, the other place, look, the, most people would take in, um, I guess, the Ho Chi Minh City, Nha Trang, which is the beach resort, uh, Hoi An, which is the tailor and the old French Quarter, Hue, which is the old imperial capital, and Hanoi, and perhaps go up to Sapa uh, to the hill tribes. Um, but we actually also did Dalat. Um, now, Dalat's up in the highlands, so uh, the temperature there is much cooler, and um, it's totally, the, architecturally, it seems to be, well, I found that it was totally different to um, down below. Um, there's a lot of flowers growing, and, and in actual fact, there's a lot of hot houses um, in that area, and it just seems to be a little bit more pro- prosperous uh, part of Vietnam uh, from my observation. But they actually export flowers all over the world. They um, they send them to Australia, they send them to Europe, they send them to America, um, and... Uh, Look, we saw some of the most gorgeous-looking roses and um, orchids and everything up up in that area, and I would say that you know that's a, a really good area to go. There's also a house up there which um, is called the Crazy House, and this engineer, a lady engineer, has actually built it, and it sort of twists and twine, and it's sort of cross between a cement treehouse type. Uh, thing with lots of small rooms and it, it's it's just one of those really weird and wonderful things that you you come across I guess in when when you're traveling um, other than that uh, it does have a, a market uh, that you can go and things are relatively uh, relatively cheap and look I don't know how some of the people survive in the in the in the markets because they uh, have a, a stall that's about three people wide and three people deep and, and then one person sitting in the centre just surrounded by, um, you know, the goods that they're selling. And every stall seems to have pretty much the same goods. Um, so how they survive, I I just don't know. But also in Dalat on Friday and Saturday, no, sorry, Saturday and Sunday night, they actually close off a number of streets, so it becomes a pedestrian plaza. And it gives a really great atmosphere. So um, it's something that I would recommend that people actually do. Now, the, this, the only thing we haven't really talked about is is accommodation. What are you looking for accommodation-wise when you're there? Uh, accommodation is relatively inexpensive, and um, I, I didn't stop in any of the four and five star places I went for two to three star places and one thing that you do have to be a little bit careful of is that in Vietnam because the ancient rulers used to charge on the frontage the smaller the frontage you had the less rates that you had to pay 
So the block used to be very, very deep, but your frontage is narrow. So a lot of the hotels, particularly the smaller hotels, have this really narrow frontage, but goes back a long way. And when you're in a high-rise situation where you've got a couple of hotels on either side, what happens is that you get a lot of rooms that actually have no natural light and no window. So it's something that you have to be a little bit careful of when when you're over there. Or they have basically a skylight, so the window opens out onto this skylight, or you have a window into the hallway. Okay. You know, and and so it varies from hotel to hotel. Always made sure that I had the window because I, obviously I was aware of it. Um, I had a window, but that means that sometimes you face out onto the front street. Now, in Vietnam, they drive by blowing the horn. So if you want to pass someone, or if there's, uh, you just beep the horn and then the person moves over or whatever. But consequently, if you're in a hotel trying to sleep and you're in the front of the hotel, unless that hotel has double glazed windows, it's very, very noisy and the traffic starts around about five o'clock in the morning. So, you know, they're just little, little things to, to um, think about when you're travelling in Vietnam. All right. There's plenty of good travelling on. And listen, we'll be back again next week to take you somewhere special too when we continue with another edition of Talking Travel. We do that for our sponsor, Travel World on King, here on 2NURFM 103.7.